Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome to the Billboard Chart Beat Podcast. Gary Trust, Billboard's co-director of charts. And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, a chart manager here at Billboard. And this is where we look at why what's on the charts is on the charts. Uh, you, the listener, uh, really the main guest, the main star of our 100th episode. So we've been uh, talking about this new hotline we created for the podcast, 212-493-4021 for uh, you to leave uh, chart questions that we'll answer, chart comments. And uh, we're going to play back a couple of them uh, this week. We've gotten some good uh, stuff from you guys, uh, a couple deep questions. So we're making you a part of the podcast. We'll do this more going forward if you guys want to be a part of it. Uh, if nothing else, uh, we'll do it this week and, and see how it goes. But uh, that's coming up here on the podcast. Uh, we'll recap this week's top 10, uh, some action uh, in the top 10, a debut in the top 10, a brand new top 10 for uh, Camila Cabello. And uh, yeah, again, you, the star of this week's 100th Billboard Chappie podcast. So let's get into the top 10 this week on the Billboard Hot 100. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Number 10. Number nine. Number eight. Number five. I'm losing my mind just a little. So why don't you just make me? It's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be, baby, if it's meant to be. Number four. So come on, ride with me, ride with me, see where this thing goes. Number three. 
So come on, God's plan. God's plan. Number three. I hold back sometimes I won't. Yeah. I feel good sometimes I don't. Hey, no. I finesse down Western Road. Hey, yes. So no surprise, but if you are not a fan of Drake, you have probably stopped listening to this podcast, which is, uh, I guess, probably a good idea. It's a, it's a bad idea. It's a bad but, idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. But it's actually, I guess, a good idea maybe this week for this part, because there he is once again, number one, four weeks in a row for the song, Nice For What? Uh, and as our friend across the table, Gary, found out. Um, if so, if you add up all of Drake's career weeks at number one, that includes uh, two Rihanna songs where he was a featured act, now three songs of his own in a lead, one dance, uh, God's plan, now nice for what? Altogether, you'd arrive at 35 weeks at number one in his career on the Hot 100. Last week, uh, Drake tied Elton John with 34 weeks. Uh, at number one, which is the third most among solo male artists not 100 history. Obviously, now 35 is bigger than 34. So, Drake passes Elton John for third place among solo males in Hot 100 history. Most career weeks at number one. He's only two behind Michael Jackson. So, uh, I guess uh, Jacko fans, th- 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 thrillerers, what are the ba- baddies? What do they call them? He was before uh, Fan Armies really had a name. He's, he's just, he's the king of pop. Uh, subjects of the king of pop. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's getting close to Michael. And uh, 10 above Michael Jackson is the leader, Usher, with 47 career weeks at number one, uh, the most of any solo male. So Drake closing in on some pretty big territory. Obviously, with 15 weeks this year alone, he's uh, nearly doubled his previous career week total just this year. And a new album coming out in June, so uh, it sounds like it's a little bit away from Usher, uh, 47 weeks, but kind of feels like it's within reach. Also, another uh, sort of Usher stat to keep an eye out on, uh, Drake now, as we've just said, 15 weeks in a row at number one uh, among solo male artists. Usher has held the number one spot the longest without a break. That was 19 weeks back in 2004 when he had 12 weeks on top with Yeah, and then seven weeks in a row with Burn before Fantasia knocked the song out for one week. So if Drake can hold on for four more weeks, he will tie Usher for the longest consecutive week stretch at number one by any solo male. And uh, going back almost a decade at this point for the overall record, uh, yeah, it's not the Beatles. It was a group that really had uh, they had a pretty good run. Well, the entity lives on. It's it's who's in the entity that okay. changes, you know. Uh, but yeah, the summer of 2009 belonged to Black Eyed Peas. They were number one for 26 straight weeks. That's six months uh, with these two songs. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get that, 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 that
that future flow I got a feeling That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good, good night So, Boom Boom Pow and I Got a Feeling uh, 2009, 26 straight weeks at number one for Black Eyed Peas. So, see if Drake can just uh, keep owning 2018 uh, the way he's been doing it so far. All right, uh, so actually, uh, sort of a close race this week at number one, which uh, really hasn't been the, the case in recent weeks. But uh, Post Malone moves up uh, from number five back to his number two peak with Psycho. Uh, yeah, fairly fairly close as the album uh, debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 streaming uh, record. What's the album called? You're going to make me sound my natural element saying beer bongs and Bentleys. Beer bongs and Bentleys. That is that is Gary's lifestyle, like just in a in a nutshell. He uh, drives a Bentley and he loves his beer bongs. I work with him. Trust me, I know. Uh, so uh, yeah, Post Malone uh, comes close uh, this week. Also uh, debuts in the top ten, uh, and you heard number seven with Better Now. Back into the top ten, uh, up for number thirty-two is former number one rock star. So uh, three songs in the top ten for the first time ever uh, for Post Malone. He's the eighteenth act ever to do that. He's not the only act to do it. Drake has three again in the top ten uh, this week. He just had three in the top five uh, recently. So uh, yeah, three Drake songs. Three Post Malone songs kind of tells you where music is right now with the singing slash rapping. They're kind of the two poster boys for that. All right, but Post Malone is not the only artist lighting up the top 10 this week. Uh, Camilleizers have been patiently waiting, wondering, wishing uh, that she could follow up Havana with another top 10 smash. And this week we can confirm that she has. The song Never Be the Same uh, makes a nice jump from number 13 last week uh, up to number six this week. So, firmly entrenched in the top 10 becoming the second top 10 from her camila album after havana and the third top 10 of her entire solo run uh if you guys remember the song bad things with machine gun kelly was a number four hit in the early part of last year so camila on a nice rise as well uh particularly this week of course the song helped out by the new remix that came out with kane brown helping it become the best-selling song of the week so giving it some momentum to get up there. Obviously been a huge airplay smash. The song uh, hits number one on the mainstream top 40 chart. So the most played song on pop radio this week. So Camila, you know, single one, number one hit. Now we've got another top 10. This is turning into a big breakout year for her. Uh, also, uh, Camila, she was uh, back on the podcast in uh, right after Havana. A previous single went to number one in uh, January. Uh, remember you asked her, Trevor, what her favorite song on Camila was. She said, never be the same. Oh, can I sure. know one more thing? I know also, of course, you have the new number one. You also have a new top 40 this week. Never be the same. Uh, oh, my God. Hit, what? Yeah, it's in the top 40. Wait, what, what number, Gary? Yeah, yeah, it goes from uh, number 65 to number 30. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Oh, my God. I almost just dropped the phone because <laughs> I didn't know that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, never be the same is probably, I'm going to say it's probably my my favorite song on the album right now um and i can't wait for the people to i can't wait for there to be the music video and for people to see it and it's one of the most special songs i think on the album so i'm so happy that people are that's amazing that's really really cool (laughs) it's a lot of it's a big jump that's awesome Camila uh, on the podcast uh, earlier this year. And uh, by the way, if you're a big uh, Camila fan, we're going to be talking a lot more Havana next week on the podcast. We're going to have hit songs deconstructed here, uh, breaking down exactly why 
the Havana became such a huge hit. So that's, uh, that's coming up next week. Uh, but yeah, there's the top 10 for this week. Drake, uh, Post Malone, Camila kind of highlighting the uh, the moves this week in the top 10. So uh, let's go beyond that. Let's finally break this out. We've been uh, promoting this uh, this hotline for, for a few weeks now. Uh, proof that we've actually had people call in is now here. So uh, you guys have called in with some great chart questions uh, that we're going to answer. So kind of like the Ask Billboard mailbag that we do on Billboard.com. This is the, uh, the podcast version of it. So uh, let's go to the voicemail. Uh, 212-493-40-1. Start off with this question. Hey, Gary and Trevor. This is Jesse Rifkin. I'm from Washington, D.C. I'm a big fan of the Billboard Chart Beat podcast and also Gary's Ask Billboard feature, which I'm a big fan of and I've been featured in several times with my questions. Here's a question I submitted recently. Maybe you could answer it in podcast form. Who are the music acts with the most Billboard Hot 100 entries of all time without ever notching a top 10. I was Googling it, trying to find the answer. Couldn't quite find it. So hopefully you guys will be able to help me out. Thanks, Gary and Trevor. Keep up the great work on the podcast. Hope to hear back from you soon. All right, there it is, Trevor. Our first uh, listener question on the hotline from uh, Jesse. Yeah, a uh, uh, loyal uh, reader of, of Ask Billboard and a lot of the chart the columns. Uh, goes down in Billboard history as the first caller ever on the 212-493-40-1 hotline with a great question. So uh, Axe with the most Hot 100 entries without a top 10. You'd think uh, if you're on the Hot 100 so much, uh, at some point you would have hit the top 10. But uh, there are some acts who've had uh, a lot of Hot 100 hits, but uh, very few Hot 100 top 10. So we'll uh, see where we get to here in the research of uh, what's the most hits anyone's had without ever hitting the top 10. So uh, let's just start at the very top. Uh, uh, stat that always uh, probably surprises some people if you didn't realize how many hits the Glee cast uh, was having in 2009 to actually 2013 is when they had their last of 207 hits so 207 hot 100 hits for glee three of them hit the top 10 so uh it's actually one percent about of everything that they ever had on the hot 100 uh their covers of uh, don't stop believing and teenage dream and then the original song loser like me so the other uh, 204 songs uh, didn't get to the top 10 so uh glee not the answer because they've hit the top 10 uh, if you go to the act with the second most top 100 hits, Drake, 162, he's had 25 top 10s. Uh, Lil Wayne is third with 137 hot 100 hits. He has 20 top 10s. So uh, if we keep going, you have a couple more people. Uh, Elvis, 108 hits, 25 top 10s. And uh, Jay-Z is fifth with 97 hot 100 hits, and he has 21 top 10s. So uh, if you take out Glee, kind of seems like the average is about uh, 20 top 10s. Uh, for acts who have between 97 and 162 hits. So uh, the pattern we're seeing at the top is that if you hit the Hot 100 a lot, over 100 times, you're going to be in the top 10, uh, again, other than Glee, about 20 times or so. So, uh, yeah, fairly common for all these acts to have uh, lots of top 10s. Uh, If we go to the next person, 91 Hot 100 hits, James Brown is in sixth place overall. He only had seven top 10s, which is still a good career amount. But uh, when you consider he had 84 songs, on the Hot 100 that missed the top 10 and seven that got to the top 10 it shows that it was sort of a special occasion that when he got to the top 10. So uh, we could keep going. Uh, uh, Kanye West just got his 82nd Hot 100 hit. Now, this week, he has 15 top 10s. Uh, kind of interesting, uh, this one, uh, you get down uh, to Future with 68 Hot 100 hits. He's only had two top 10s, but again, keeps him uh, on the list of people who've had top 10s. Uh, you get down to 57 Hot 100 hits. Tim McGraw, he's had three top tens, 
that's kind of the clue of uh, who the first artist is uh, with the most Hot 100 hits and no top 10s. 53 Hot 100 hits for this artist. To get along down the road, we got a long, long way to go. Scared to live, scared to die. We ain't perfect, but we... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Try get along. Kenny Chesney, uh, no Hot 100 Top 10s. That's the answer, uh, Chesney. So uh, Kenny Chesney, the act with the most Hot 100 hits without a Top 10, 53, uh, including his latest, Get Along. So uh, it sounds kind of like a bad thing, Trevor, but uh, I should point out uh, his success on the country charts. And as we go a little deeper uh, for other acts who are in this category, it'll be kind of come clear. So uh, Kenny uh, Chesney has 50 Top 10s on the Hot Country Songs chart. So none on the Hot 100, but 50 uh, on the country chart, including 23 number one. So he's uh, as big as a country superstar gets, but uh, just hasn't uh, had a uh, top 10 yet on the Hot 100. Uh, got to number 16. Uh, if we go uh, deeper, uh, who are the next artists with the most Hot 100 hits, but without a top 10? Next up with 40 is Keith Urban. After that, uh, two people are tied with 39 each, Toby Keith and Brad Paisley. And then in fifth place, uh, George Strait with 37. So that's five uh, solo male uh, country artists uh, with a whole bunch of Hot 100 hits, but uh, no top tens. And similar to Kenny Chesney, just a huge success at country. Uh, Keith Urban, 38 top tens, 18 number ones. Uh, Toby Keith, 20 number ones in country. Brad Paisley with 18. And uh, George Strait with a record 44 Hot Country Songs number one. So what's the reason, Trevor, that all these acts uh, can get on the Hot 100 all the time, but uh, just haven't gotten to the top 10? All right, so something that we've probably touched on a little bit, and so if you've watched the Hot 100, particularly in the past few months or years, uh, you'll see there's sort of this area of songs that we call sort of, I like to call it Country Graveyard, because country songs get so high on the Hot 100, mostly uh, driven by radio uh, and airplay, but the sales maybe aren't as consistent for singles as they are for albums, certainly country in the past couple of years. Um has really had had trouble adapting to streaming, so that's that's generally why you'll see a lot of these songs reach the Hot 100, and they can get up into the 30s, 40s, maybe even the 20s. But uh, that top 10, you know, is is pretty hard without some consistent sales, and now in particular some huge streaming behind it. Uh, but the radio is is still there for sure. 
So yeah, huge uh, country success. Uh, and, uh, Tim McGraw, sort of similar type artist, but he just happened to have a couple sales hits uh, early on. Uh, Faith Hill uh, duet was one of them back in the 90s when uh, sales were really huge. So uh, yeah, five country guys uh, uh, heading up that list. Uh, I got curious uh, who would be next after that, uh, who isn't in that vein of just having had uh, multiple country hits in the 90s and 2000s and 2010s. Uh, got to go back to an artist that was pretty big in the 60s, 36 Hot 100 hits, no top 10s, Bobby Blue Bland. Uh, the first artist on the list who isn't in that country group, uh, 36 high 100 hits, no top 10s, and got as high as number 20 with this song in 1964. When you got a headache, a headache powder through the pain, when you try to rest, Lord, you feel all right again. When you got a backache A little rubbing will see you through But when you got a heartache There ain't nothing you can do A little piece of Ain't Nothing You Can Do uh, by Bobby Blue Bland uh, Kind of interesting, it peaked uh, number 20 on April 11th, 1964. And if that date sounds pretty familiar, uh, it's a week after the Beatles had the entire top five. Beatles were all over uh, the upper reaches of the chart again on April 11th. So uh, kind of blame the Beatles, I guess, for uh, for that artist. Uh, maybe that was his best shot to, uh, to get to the top 10. Uh, also interesting, kind of an offshoot of this question as I wound up uh, doing the research, I got curious to see what artists had the highest percentage of hitting the top 10 with Hot 100 appearances or the opposite, not hitting the top 10. So, uh, if we keep this to artists with at least 50 Hot 100 hits, uh, we mentioned the Glee cast, uh, three top tens out of 207 total Hot 100 appearances. Uh, that puts them at 1% of all visits uh, becoming top tens. That's the lowest. So really no surprise. Like a lot of people remember that uh, Glee would uh, debut four, five, six songs a week, but a lot of them would be in the 30s or 40s or, or lower, and it wouldn't be top tens, just uh, one-week sales hits. So yeah, I'm really surprised that one percent of all glee cast visits uh, were top tens uh the opposite end of the spectrum what artist uh with at least 50 hot 100 hits has had the highest percentage of top tens it's the artist with the most top tens of all time madonna 38 top tens out of 57 hot 100 hits that's 67 percent so uh two-thirds of all madonna hits on the hot 100 have gone to the top 10 that's the highest with anyone over uh, 50 Hot 100 hits. So, uh, yeah, sort of, uh, again, not surprising. All those run of top 10 she had in the 80s into the 90s. So uh, really just a consistent for Madonna. Uh, some other people with uh, really high uh, numbers. Uh, you might not think this one, Trevor, that uh, Rihanna would be so high, but she's 51%. 31 of her 61 Hot 100 hits have hit the top 10. So you might think she's had some album cuts that have charted, kind of disrupted that. But uh, half, a little bit more than half of all Rihanna hits our top 10s on Hot 100. It actually doesn't surprise me um, just because so many Rihanna features end up being ma major hits. I mean, she's really the go-to feature artist of the past decade, uh, if you want to hit. And so, I'm, and I think we've seen just her own songs do so well. I mean, not that many album cuts from Rihanna, I would imagine, have, have charted particularly low. I mean, she's not, I mean, maybe now, she, like with this new sort of streaming climate with these full albums, things will come on, but I mean, she's had so many albums and so many singles and so many, you know, it, it, they've never really allowed her to get super stale. Um, this is really, I mean, 
there may be some people out there who, who think this is a surprise. I actually am not nearly as shocked as maybe people would associate Rihanna with the hip hop climate would be. All right, she's uh, pretty high uh, on this list. Uh, the Beatles, forty-eight uh, percent, so thirty-four of their seventy-one Hot One Hundred hits hit the top ten. So that's forty-eight uh, percent. This one also maybe a little bit higher than people might have expected because uh, she's had a lot of album cuts chart. Uh, Twenty-two of her seventy-seven Hot One Hundred hits. Taylor Swift have been top tens. It's twenty-nine percent. So twenty-nine percent of all Taylor Swift Hot One Hundred hits top tens. I, that just struck me as a little bit high because you think of uh, her albums come out, bunch of songs chart. But uh, it's a pretty good number uh, in comparison to some of these other acts. Uh, well, a lot of these album cuts, you know, they that, that do chart. I mean, in particular, maybe around the 2010, 2013 era. I mean, they were album cuts, but they just sold enough. They debuted in the top 10 and all you need is a week, you know. All right, uh, I think that was a good uh, first question from uh, Jesse Rifkin. Should we should we press our luck, Trevor, and see if we can get another goma? Um, <laughs> dare dare I say, let's go for it. I have faith. Hi, Gary. Hi, Trevor. This is Walter coming from Compton. Uh, I have a question about the methodology of the Hot 100. So I'm a huge chart fan. I'm a chart watcher. Uh, I love to see you guys do the top ten countdown uh, on Mondays. Um, I'm a little confused about the methodology of the Hot 100. I just want to know the percentage breakdown of sales, streaming, and radio uh, as it relates to the methodology of the Hot 100. I know that it shifts a bit every week, but uh, if you guys could detail percentages and how they fluctuate per week, that'd be great. Uh, Thanks a lot for doing this podcast. We really appreciate it out here, uh, all of us chart watchers. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. Keep doing what you do. Peace. All right. Thanks, Walter. Uh, yeah, another great question. We're two for two. So uh, question is a methodology of the Hot 100, which is, uh, yeah, really at the heart of, of how the Hot 100 is uh, put together uh, each week. So, uh, you know, big picture, generally, uh, on average, if you take uh, all 100 songs week to week, probably uh, pretty expected, streaming has uh, easily become the dominant metric on the Hot 100 the last uh, few years, generally followed by airplay. And then by sales. So it's uh, pretty much uh, mostly streaming driven and then airplay and then sales uh, in terms of uh, the ratio for for all three. Uh, Streaming is the one that uh, pretty much powers uh, on average songs the most. And uh, to get into the the math a little bit, uh, streams, sales, uh, radio airplay, it's all put into a formula. It translates to hot 100 points. And uh, yeah, on average, streaming is becoming the most dominant metric for songs on the hot 100. Uh, We saw with uh, Drake. 100 million streams weekly. He topped that with God's Plan recently. Uh, Huge numbers, second highest uh, streaming number ever after Harlem Shake in 2013. Uh, But on the opposite end, we keep seeing sales fall. We just went uh, 12 weeks uh, without a song selling more than 100,000 until Ariana Grande, uh, No Tears Left to Cry. So streaming keeps getting bigger. Sales keep falling uh, really uh, drastically. So uh, that's where you see uh, streaming uh, just taking over more uh, real estate on the Hot 100 in terms of uh, point percentage. And uh, airplay tends to be uh, pretty solid uh, in the middle. Pretty much the same amount of uh, radio stations all the time, same amount of uh, audience. So that kind of keeps us steady in the middle. So, uh, you know, that's the case uh, with this week's chart. If you look uh, Post Malone, we were talking about and uh, the top three, in fact, all follow that pattern. Uh, Nice for what? Psycho and God's Plan. They're all driven most by streaming. 
then airplay points are second uh, and then sales so uh, top three are like that uh number four kind of interesting uh we see a difference meant to be by uh, bb rexit and florida georgia line that's more airplay driven than streaming uh with sales again third uh kind of interesting what we we're just saying about country acts how uh, country tends to be driven mostly by airplay on the hot 100 doesn't get the huge sales doesn't get uh, the streaming uh, generally so uh with a song like meant to be it's getting country airplay it's getting pop airplay that uh, huge audience number one on radio songs so uh streams are there but it just happens to be uh, for that song uh driven mostly by airplay Uh, yeah and we see something like that kind of happening uh if you go down to a song like um like what's number 21 this week uh we'll see it's imagine dragons whatever it takes so uh kind of that same vein as country sort of late to the party on streaming uh hopefully they arrive soon uh rock also kind of in that same same boat um I mean, it's not a whole lot of rock songs, maybe any rock song stream particularly well uh, in the past ever. <laughs> it's it really been Imagine Dragons with their other singles, Believer, Thunder, uh, Portugal the Man did pretty well with Feel It Still. But yeah, rock rock and country are just uh, just uh, nowhere near what hip hop and pop has been for a while now. Yeah, it's, it, it's tough, but but a song like Whatever It Takes, obviously, at number 21, so there's points coming from somewhere, uh, and in that line with what country's been doing uh airplay has also been uh propping the song up uh so rock one of those genres as well that that in the absence of streaming still can get good radio play in particular like gary mentioned imagine dragons uh certainly the biggest crossover band of the past year i mean their songs believe or thunder were both top five hits so they they know the top of the charts well they're able to get up there um a lot of people pegging this song maybe to duplicate some of that as well uh Maybe made some help on the streaming sales in right now streaming and sales for whatever it takes are about equal so airplay is doing most of the lifting um, but there's a pretty even split behind that in terms of sales and streaming uh, but like Switz, like we said their two previous singles are both top five hits so we, they know how to get up there and I'm sure there's a strategy cooking So uh, it's all very, uh, we're all talking average uh, for all 100 songs uh, on the Hot 100. But if you look at a song like number 43, uh, El Chambo with, how do you pronounce this, Trevor? Dame tu cosita. Way better than I would have said it. Uh, that viral hit, if you've seen that video with the, now we need help uh, with the video, it's dancing alien frog kind of a look. I guess a dancing frog. Uh, so the viral hit. So in this case, this song is driven almost entirely by streaming. It has almost no sales, almost no airplay points. So uh, you see certain songs that obviously uh, contribute uh, greater portions of, of one metric. And uh, we've seen that with uh, songs that are viral hits. Mostly uh, radio isn't uh, caught up to it yet. Uh, sales, it's just more obscure song that broke virally. So that's a song that's driven the almost 100% by streaming. Uh, and then if you go to this song, number 62. Don't get me wrong, it's pretty cool to be on 
all the folks back home can see me And that I'm living it out All the things I used to dream about Yeah, it's pretty great Singing on the stage Proud cause there ain't an empty seat in the place But girl, ever since I met you I got a whole new perspective If I'm gonna be famous for something I wanna be famous for loving you If I'm gonna be known around the world I wanna be cause of you, girl Nothing wrong with the center of attention Long as I'm with you, I don't mind the pictures If I'm gonna be famous for something Girl, I wanna be famous for loving you Little piece of Mason Ramsey's famous brand new song uh, that's mostly streaming, little bit of sales, almost no airplay, although uh, actually country radio is sampling the song. 11 years old, he's the kid who was discovered yodeling at Walmart. Now he's got a record deal uh, that quickly, 11 years old, and he's on the Hot 100, number 62. Uh, Again, this is something that uh, years ago you wouldn't have seen that uh, translate so quickly. You wouldn't have seen someone yodeling in Walmart and then on the Hot 100 because, uh, say, sales would have been uh, the metric in the past that sort of covered the, the viral uh, reaction. Uh, you'd need time to press cassette singles, CD singles. Now, in a viral era, you get that streaming literally almost overnight. And 11-year-old kid, it's on the Hot 100. All right, so uh, you look at all that. Uh, another stat I, I think is kind of interesting. Uh, if you look at the 100 songs on the Hot 100 this week, absolutely zero. No song is driven primarily by sales. Uh, 20 are driven mostly by airplay, or airplay being their highest percentage of the three metrics, uh, airplay sales and streaming. Uh, the other 80 driven mostly by streaming. So that tells you where uh, how streaming uh, is right now, how big it is. Uh, 80 songs on the Hot 100 are driven mostly by streaming, 20 driven mostly by airplay, and zero driven by sales. Uh, you know, it's been different in different eras. If you go back to the, the mid-2000s, someone could debut from sales alone, pretty much. No airplay. Uh, there wasn't streaming yet then, but uh, you'd see some of those American idols. Uh, they'd win, get a huge sales, debut right at number one on the Hot 100 with really no, no airplay. And uh, yeah, now uh, about a decade later, as the consumption changes, shifts to streaming, uh, it's streaming. It's pretty much what's going to drive you onto the Hot 100. So uh, yeah, it just kind of shows you where, uh, where the Hot 100 is right now in terms of methodology. Uh, go to billboard.com. Uh, we put up a story uh, last week of how streaming uh, will be adjusted going forward, adding a tier of waiting for a paid subscription streaming that's happening this summer. So, uh, you know, the chart always adapts. If you go, uh, again, as we said, back to the early 2000s, uh, for, for a while before iTunes, it was mostly airplay driven. If you looked at the radio songs chart, it pretty much doubled as the Hot 100. And then uh, iTunes exploded, and you could go to number one from sales alone. So now we're in the streaming era. Uh, you go back to the to the original uh, days of the Hot 100. Uh, jukeboxes were uh, driving a song popularity. So uh, something else will come along going forward, and uh, it's how the Hot 100 adapts. So it's a, it's a question that's actually always uh, always has a different answer uh, depending on uh, when the question's asked. All right. So uh, I think for all the uh, all the promotion we've done for this hotline, at least it was worth it. We got a couple of good questions this week. And of course, uh, if you have any more going forward, uh, the hotline is still open. So uh, be sure to drop those in at 212-493-4021. Or as Gary would like me to say, 212-493-421. Hey, that sounds like a countdown. 40 to 1. I I got through it somehow. Um, But yeah, so if anyone uh, wants to drop any more questions going forward, um, we will be checking that hotline consistently and if we uh spot a good one we'll be sure to pluck it out and put you on air 
All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week on the podcast again. Thanks uh, for the first hundred episodes. Uh, this has been, uh, it's always fun for us. I hope you guys love uh, listening to it. It's just a way to go a little bit deeper on some chart topics that uh, we can't always uh, cover this deep in stories. So if we uh, yap for about an hour or so, we can go deeper on some of these topics. So uh, we hope you guys love listening. We love doing it. And uh, we'll keep doing more of them. Uh, episode 101 uh, next week. If you're a chameleizer, uh Havana is going to be the subject of next week's Charpie podcast. We know it's been out for, for a while now, 38 weeks on the Hot 100, but our friends over at Hit Songs Deconstructed just dug really deep into all the different elements that made it such a hit. So obviously, uh, it's so catchy, but a lot of uh, traits to the song that uh, are uh, shared by other songs, a lot of uh, things that are unique about it, but uh, we'll find out really what uh, helped make it a hit. So uh, Dave and Yael from Hit Songs Deconstructed next week, talking uh, Havana. We're going to have them on the week after that as well, talking about just overall trends uh, lately on the Hot 100 in the first part of uh, 2018. So uh, we'll keep doing uh, what we do here on the Charpy Podcast. What should we close with? How about a 100-themed song for a 100th episode? Well, that would be fitting. Uh, what is a 100-themed song? Remember uh, early 80s, 100 Ways? No, I don't remember the early 80s. I wasn't like, uh, no, I wasn't alive. I barely remember. Uh, I kind of remember. Uh, James Ingram, 100 Ways was a hit in the early 80s. In your arms tonight, she'll reflect that she owes you the sweetest of death if she wants to pay find 100 ways. And, uh, Oh, all right, you know this is this is our chance, Trevor, to get some Mariah here on the podcast. She had a song uh, this decade. This this is our chance. Our, we've been waiting for for that one opportunity, and we found it. hundred uh, percent, Mariah, for the hundredth episode of the Charfee Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.